everyone. Welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast. I am joined by Eric Groth Jr. Thank you very much for joining us here, mate. And how have you been? No worries, mate. It's going good, thanks. Yeah, I'm just at a... You can hear the um, Cindy Lauper in the background. I'm just at a in a courtyard out at a uh, pub in Camden. So this is the quietest part of the pub. Now this idiot talks every freaking five seconds about ticket numbers. Is that uh, annoying? Sorry, no, mate. I mean, it's probably annoying for the listeners, but it's all good, mate. Um... <coughs> Pardon me. Um, hopefully, I don't have the coronavirus. No, I'm kidding. Um, so let's get I'm stuck about, into it. I'm about to have it. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, so let's get stuck into it, mate. Uh, so you made your your career debut with the Eels in '99. Uh, what was that like? You could say filling in your father's footsteps because he obviously played on the wing for Parramatta back in the day. Yeah, mate. No, it was good. I um, I played against the North Queensland Cowboys. Um, yep. I can't remember what date it was or what round it was, but it wasn't round the first 19. round. Ah, oh, there you go. Oh, was it that late, was it? Mm-hmm. Shit. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> I didn't realise it was that late. Um, okay, yeah. Well, um, I remember getting the call up. I was actually uh, watching Carl Barron at the oh, Paralees Club. what a ledge. Yeah, and I, I, Luke Burt said, oh, mate, you probably um, should get yourself ready. They're going to pick you this week. I thought he was kind of taking the piss a little bit, but yep. it turns out he was serious, and I... um. Yeah, I started to think, oh, shit, all right, this has all happened very quickly. I guess uh, it's time to get me head on and start thinking about it. And, yeah, I think we got might have got beat that night. No, you actually won, uh, 24 to 12. We won? Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, mate, I've had a few concussions. I'm sorry, buddy. No, nah, that's fair enough. Um, but no, that's... We won, okay. I yeah. had the feeling that we lost after that game. I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, I, um, I remember the first touch of the ball, I uh, ran the ball back. They kicked it downfield, and I got the ball and ran it back. And yep. it was a bit of a greasy night in the ball fell out like I got on impact the ball popped out of my grip yep. and they kicked through and scored that was oh. my first that was oh. my first uh, welcome to first grade moment so yeah, no, I thought oh, shit, what's this going to be this career yeah no fair enough um, after a few years at Parramatta Eels you then went to the Roosters you there um, mate you've gone real quiet uh, yeah yeah I'm here mate can you still hear me hello hello Testing. Yeah, that's better. Yes, that's okay. better. So I'll just move my microphone to me. Yep. So, is he, um, so after your f- first few years of the Eels, you then headed to the Sydney Roosters. What was the atmosphere change in the training facility, you know, differences and all that um, amongst the different clubs change for you? Yeah, it was very, uh, it was a massive contrast actually, mate. Like back then, um, Parramatta were kind of ahead of the times. Brian Smith had been at the club and kind of done a big overhaul on the place and taken it from like a part-time kind of sport to a professional sport. Yep. Um, he, used to, he used to copy a lot of the NFL clubs and their protocols and, and systems. And, yes. and, you know, he that required a lot of upgrading regularly too. So we always had the best gym, the best facilities, the best physios, the best staff. And, yeah, going from there to the Roosters, it was like real old school, which I actually liked as well. It was good to see both sides of it, you know. It's, um, yeah, you know, you get used to the kind of cushy kind of stuff. And then it was good to go back to the old school vibe of, of things. And, yep. Um, yeah, so two completely. Well, yeah, well, now, obviously, the Roosters being the Roosters, and after the success they've had nowadays, I haven't been to where they train every day, but I'm pretty sure I speak to Craig Fitzgibbon a fair bit, and it's state of the art stuff there. So they're all oh, caught up there about these be, yeah. days, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, given how, like, in in my opinion and a lot of people's opinions, the Roosters currently they don't just have a team; they've got a they've got a squad. You know, obviously every team has a squad, but you know you can say they've got a team, but nah, they've they've straight up got a like a squad. Any player can fill in any role, and literally the team will win with a bunch of rookies if they if they wanted to. That's how good their squad is. 
Yeah, that's right, mate. Yeah, they're um, pretty pretty full on over there now. That's a uh, very very professional outfit, and Robbo's got them firing on all cylinders, mate. They don't leave any stones unturned over there. It's just uh, it's professional. I went and saw um, Craig Jitsi at the um, uh, one of the training sessions once, and just everything from the gear, the way they looked and they dressed, um, not even just during training, but afterwards. It was just a very professional outfit in the gym and, and all their facilities looked a hell of a lot better. And they've even upgraded since then, which I haven't seen. But back then, mate, and that was before they started winning the comp, they, they were on their way. So I can imagine now all the money that they would have won yep. um, and then earned over the last few years would, is all, um, yeah, all definitely all gone been back spent in the that. right places. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah 100%. Um, and then, obviously, you went back over to the Parramatta Eels, um, playing another six more seasons for Parramatta. During that time, yep. you had a stint in uh, State of Origin where you got a good old left-right good night with um, Justin Hodges. What was that like? There was no good night. He nearly fell asleep from boredom. That was about it. <laughs> no, it was all right, mate. We were roommates, so it wasn't like... It was just a shitty little scuffle. It was honestly yeah. like... I always say two ladies having a handbag fight. There wasn't much in it. It was just a back and forth, like a typical scrappy footy fight. There was no clean hits. In hindsight, I should have really... Um, wound up and pinpointed one right on his chin and dropped him, and that would have been on the highlights forever. I would have been the king. But yep. uh, I funnily, like, well, not funnily, I get remembered more for that than anything else, pretty much. Well, but having a not not much of a fight with Justin Hodges. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, it was this, the year that Queensland started their reign of eight years in a row. Um, yeah, thanks and, for bringing it up, mate. No worries. I am a Queensland <laughs> fan. <laughs> oh, fair enough, too. Yeah. I would be, too, mate. Don't worry. Uh, so, yeah, so you um, that was the first year, and you played all three games. Um, but regardless, honestly, you had such a star-studded career, in my opinion. Um, obviously, it would have been big, been big boots to fill mentally and emotionally, given that it was the same position that your father played. Um, and just speaking of that, what was it like growing up with your dad, who was in the, you could say, limelight as the Eels, you know, um, favourite winner and all that? Mate, it was good. It was like, imagine your, your dad being like a bit of a superstar, you know, amongst the local people. And every time we went shopping and stuff, people would want his autographs. And, and there wasn't photo cameras, uh, phones back then. So there wasn't many photos going on unless they had their... Yeah, Polaroid with him, but um, yeah, there was a yep. lot of a uh, lot of noise every time we went down the local shops, and he was very shy. He's very humble, kind of quiet fellow dad. So yep. we kind of used to slip in and out of places without yeah. being noticed. He yep. developed the art of that pretty early, but no, it was good, mate. And like, I never really felt that kind of pressure of okay. having to be like dad, no, because we, I, I, we had always been like played music and talked about music and kind of were like mates a little bit away from footy we never really sat and had dnms about footy which people yeah. find funny but um well, yeah no you, you never, would, i never well i mean you, you'd think that as in obviously from an outsider such as myself you would think that being from nrl somewhat royalty you could say given your dad won the four premierships with the eels it'd be that at all he'd talk about sort of thing. yeah no never, never. I think just, it was his job or well, not so much they had other jobs he's done some bits and pieces landscaping sales things like that but it um, just wasn't something we often talk about. I played on the weekends and the local juniors and stuff, but it just wasn't a, wasn't a, a topic of conversation. We used to always talk about music and have a little muck around game sessions with pops and teams. I played drums, dad played guitar. It was more just fun, knockabout, piss-taking stuff like that, you know. We never really sat and had... Actually, don't even think to this day we sat and had a bloody fair about footy or our, our personal footy anyway. Nah, fair enough. And uh, speaking yeah. of uh, taking the piss... Um, 
old mate maps and your commentary as to how that's going this season. First of all, thank you for blessing Australia with your commentary on maps. It is amazing. Anyone who has not yet caught up with Eric's um, stuff on that, definitely head to his Instagram. It is gold. Um, what, what was the inspiration behind that? No, not at all. I was sitting at home, bored in Queensland when I was living up there last year. I'm back in Sydney now. And I said, oh, a couple of years ago, and I um, turned it around. It was just nothing on, so I just started like, taking the piss. And I did it a few years before that about the tennis and then the Commonwealth Games and then some of those reality shows. And then, yeah, just kind of, I got a bit of attention from it. What can I start? Just kept doing it for a bit of fun. And I kind of uh, got some work out of it. I've been going on news.com to do their. I've got a podcast for me called um, I'm Not Here to Make Friends, and I just do a bit of that stuff with them. Oh, yeah, nice. it led to a bit of little, little bit of work, mate. So, yeah, being a smart ass, uh, <laughs> pays the bills sometimes. Yeah, nice. Um, honestly, my favourite um, things that I've seen on your Instagram is when you get the whole big mouth filter and you speak in a British accent. That's my favourite ones on your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. right. Are they... That's why the Snapchat of the Jews, they put those things, they spin you out how, how funny good that second one Oh, they do. It's, it's so good and so funny. Yeah, I start like, making myself laugh. I'm like, is funny just to me? Yep. It's so weird. The voice that's coming out of me is just crazy. Yeah, no, nah, that's, nah, that's good stuff. Um, just a few quick fun questions. Um, how do you like your steak and what is your beer of choice? Like steak, I like medium well. I eat well, but I'm down to medium well now. Sometimes medium, depending on, you know, the chef recommends steak. But I can't go bloody and red yet. I'm, I haven't did that steak. Yeah, I, I like it dead. Um, but, um... And what was the other question, mate? What uh, beer? Yeah, what's your beer of choice at the moment? Hey, lately, um, I like uh, Great Northern. Yeah, Great Northern's actually a bit of a It's just right. easy to drink. And then you can kind of sneak a mid-strength in every now and then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, good. And uh, no one knows. And, you know, like, as you get older, I'm like, this part of the middle of piss, so I don't know, I don't mind having a few, at least starting off with a few like mid-strength, yep. get a little tickle, and then later if I'm kicking on and I feel like it'll go back. Mate, it just takes the pain away the next day so much more. If I just drink full, I've, I've turned it into mate. I've, I've, I'm not a massive drinker. Like, this is probably, what day is it now? When is it Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. This is the first mid, mid-week beer I've had. I usually have a beer on every couple of weeks on a, on a weekend somewhere yep. friends are doing stuff but I'm not a yeah I used to drink more when I was playing football after games than that than I do these days <laughs> nah fair enough yeah which is probably not, not right, right and thing, uh, but, speaking of fitness to an extent because fitness with football um, you've got a um, uh, what's the word a fitness company I, or I don't know if you still do but um, you've got a fitness company called Growth Global how is that going and what was again the inspiration behind starting that up <laughs> Yeah, mate, I just found that uh, I was always interested in food and what it does to the body, and I used to be such a poor eater myself, and then when I'd eat well, I'd see the difference it made, mm-hmm. um, and I just thought, oh, everyone should know this basic shit, like a lot of the shit we learned growing up is just wrong, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll chuck a few things out there, and got a bit of uh, attention for it, and then yeah, started a little business, and I haven't done it lately, because I've got a marquee hire business, with yeah. two marquee oh, hire and I had to move back to the Gold Coast where I was doing that, facing that um, health business from and had to touch do this because I just had too much work, which is sick, yes. But, um, yeah, I haven't done it for a while, but, mate, no, nah, it's good. It's pretty rewarding. You 
give some people some advice about what you've done to help yourself and to see them there before and after. So it's actually a very rewarding feeling, mate. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not a lot you have to do to stay healthy and have a, have a good mindset and, um, and you know, lose some body fat and just feel better about yourself. A lot of people, they feel the hardest part is getting started. They just don't know where to start. So I just did a really stripped-down version of what I would do and just told them what to eat and how to move and, and yeah, and just stick with it for a few weeks and start seeing the difference. And they know that not all in vain and there's actually progress up ahead. So, yeah, I enjoy it, mate. It's good. I definitely still help people now. A couple of people asked me the other day for some info and I helped them out. And, yeah, I was doing some online coaching, on the phone coaching and stuff like that, mate. It was, yeah. it was rewarding, but, uh, yeah, I actually don't have a lot of time to do it at the moment. That's fair enough. Well, I mean, by all means, um, send me the links when we're done with the interview and whatnot, and I'll drop them in the description of the um, po- of this podcast episode for anyone who's listening and is interested in losing weight or even just wanting to get a bit healthier in general. By all means, head to the links that I'll be providing for Growth Global. Well, um, the website, the website's shut down. Oh. <laughs> well, um, we can figure something out, even if it's your Instagram or something. Um, what else? Um, that's all good, mate. Um, otherwise, it's on the highway. Sorry, mate. If you want to redo it, I don't want to do it tomorrow. Well, I mean, what I can do is I can do, I can get what I've, I can get the good audio that I've got from today, um, edit yeah, that and all that. Tomorrow, yeah, we can do a bit, and we can do a bit tomorrow. Um, I'll, I'll touch on the marquee bit first, um, okay. and, and then we can, we can close it off. Um, so I'll just do a quick clap. For the audio and so t- speaking of your marquee business so that's run with uh, eric senior as far as i'm led to believe how's that going for you and your dad mate i've never would have ever expected a marquee buyer business to be so busy well, i just didn't know anything about it and it's crazy how many people need marquee especially when it's going to rain the phone just doesn't shut up yep so just talking about um you growing up with your dad who was also a Parramatta eels absolute legend winning four grand finals the only four grand finals the eels have won at the moment um oh, bugger off not you i'm just getting a call from someone um you're all right, mate. All good um so let's try that again sorry um so with the fuck off not you sorry <laughs> um one second this is good outtakes mate i oh, know right fuck I, I will fucking clap again right. oh fuck off not you i'm bear with me man i'm just gonna quickly turn off me wi-fi yes yeah, and me data because i don't have time for that call just yet um <laughs> okay try again three two one clap right um, so, with growing up in such a famous family, you could say you're giving your dad won four grand finals with the Eels. What was it like growing up with your dad in the limelight and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, mate, it was it was good. It was actually exciting for me, like being so close to that and and yeah, getting them to see it from my side of the fence. I guess opposed to all my mates. Their dads weren't kind of always in the in the you know first grade. A lot of my friends were because dad was playing with you know um, his teammates and their sons and stuff. But I mean, yeah, who I grew up around, like dad was like a little bit of a superstar when you go down the shops and stuff. And people asking for autographs. So, and I got to go to training and hang out with all these so-called superstars and go onto the field and all that stuff. So it was pretty cool, I guess. When looking back at the time, I didn't know any better. But yeah, looking back, for a little kid to be able to see all that from like behind the scenes it was pretty special man it was did i have an answer your question 
did you ask me? Sorry. No, I, I think you did. It was just what what was it like growing up with your dad in the limelight and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, you? yeah. No, it was it was good overall. It was a very yeah. Looking back, more so like reminiscing on it. I had some very fond memories, man. And when we went to England too, Dad played over there. Yeah. Um, for Leeds, and I uh, went to school over there, and it was just. A crazy little life um, there. It was different, I guess, is what some kids would experience. So I was, yeah, very lucky. Yeah, nice. Um, and granted, you had to fill the shoes, you could say, of, of your father, not immediately after he retired, but um, you did fill in the same position. Did you feel any pressure of having to live up to that expectation when you put, took on uh, that position with the Eels? I didn't really, mate. I, I, like I was saying, like, to you, the other day dad and i didn't really talk much about footy i, I don't know why it's weird like i used to like going i think just because i was behind the scenes a little bit it wasn't like a big thing for me and yeah. i just didn't i don't know i just uh, i only played it because like everyone else did and i wanted to like i just didn't put much thought into it and next minute it became very serious footy you know yeah um i always loved music and stuff as well so i was always doing other stuff and yeah, yeah no, you, was, um, on your Instagram, um, other than your funny stuff regarding maths and all that, you you do play a bit of guitar and you were in a band for a while and whatnot. Uh, are you still are you still doing that with the band and whatnot? No, that was a band I was in called Shinobi and we used to play a fair bit and had a good little run there for a while. But yeah, mate, it was everyone's life got in the way. People had kids and I moved to Gold Coast for work and just kind of all fell apart a bit but we all still speak we hang out and that still to this day but um um dad and i doing an acoustic kind of set where we were just go and play in pubs and corporate gigs and things like that so oh, nice. that's that'll be fun yeah play some good old kind of good rock songs and yeah some good pub rock stuff yeah not so much pub rock like trying to maybe a little bit uh different to that i think because there's a lot of pub bands i was thinking maybe more of an acoustic yeah, it's hard to explain, but just more, not so much like that straight pub rock kind of thing. Maybe mm-hmm. try try something different. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, and yeah, uh, hard. Uh, so while you were on the Gold Coast, you had a company um called Growth Global. Um, what was the inspiration behind that, and how is it going these days? Yeah, mate, we I haven't been doing it because I've got a marquee hire business that kind of turn up on my lap. And I had to take over that, and it's been flat out. A lot of people need marquees, and um, it's just been yeah, the phone's off the hook a little bit, which is good. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, good. but it's just I'm learning and you know new skill to deal with incoming calls, especially when it's going to rain. Everyone wants them. Yeah, for sure. Um, but so I didn't really have time to keep doing the health stuff, but I still help some people out. Yeah, like I only just share what I've learned and I was interested in it a lot for a while so I used to read a lot about it and so I could rattle shit off the top of my head in terms of information about how to get lean I was always in the how your body works when you eat food like what food does to your body and um yeah I just didn't um carry right on with it like I uh, I was I was going to at one stage until this Mark AI thing turned up so yeah but it's good mate it's um it's 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 good to help people and especially when you see them lose weight in their before and after photos like because you, you contribute to giving your time to help them yep it was awesome nice um and a few last uh fun questions and topics and what and whatnot uh who was the prankster of the team while you were at the eels and any notable memories of pranks and whatnot while you were with the team yeah we all used to rip into each other 
uh, like Adam Peake was the biggest shit stirrer. Like he <laughs> he would be constantly like thinking of new things he can do to. It. But it ended up losing its mystique. Like everyone knew it was always him. His nickname became Sneaky Peake, and then everyone <laughs> yep. called it Sneak. So everyone knew it was him in the end, instigating somewhere. He used to like cut people's undies and the bottoms of their socks. <laughs> so when you put them on, they just go right up to your nipples, you know. <laughs> And he'd like, he'd, uh, mate, he kept doing it. He cut my undies one day. I put my undies on. It was like a good pair of undies too. I was filthy. So I fucking told him, I said, mate, it one more time, one more time. And I'm going to, I'm going to, um, fire extinguish the whole, your whole side of the room because we had two sides. And he was on one other side and became them versus us for playing pranks. (laughs) So I said, your whole side, your whole shed will be completely full of white shit. So just be ready. (laughs) And he did it again the next day. So I got the friggin'. Fire extinguisher, and I just extinguished that whole room. Oh, and it was that. Gosh, I made a mistake because I thought it was different. I hadn't done it so close before. I thought it was different stuff. Yeah, it was just white powder, oh. like a wetty wet powder. Yeah, everywhere, all <laughs> in people's bags. People leave their bags open, like oh, all through their clothes. Shit. I got in shit too, like that. I just denied, and no one gave me up to. But they they knew it was me, but they couldn't pin me because there was no cameras in there. So yeah. I got away with that one. Ah, oh, nice, nice. Oh, wow. That's actually a really great memory. Um, uh, so we covered how you like your beer and how you like your steak. Um, well, sorry, your favourite beer and your favourite steak. Um, if you could have any superpower, whether it's in a movie or not, what would it be and why? If I could have any superpower. Jeez, oh, it'd be good to fly. It'd be good to be invisible. And it would, it would be really um, good. I think it might be better to fly. Yeah? Because being invisible, like, what are you going to... You could sneak oh, into NRL games. <laughs> yeah, I don't get them anyway, but like, I guess you could do heaps of cool shit, yeah, and no one would know, but it'd be a bit, it's a bit creepy wanting to be invisible, isn't that it? That is true, it is, isn't it? <laughs> that, points out, that, that, that points out who the creeps are, I reckon. Yep. Whoever says they want to be invisible over flying is a creep. Yeah, the only, the only hey, advantage that you could get invisible to be invisible would be to sneak into movies or sneak into, you know, that yeah, sort of that's stuff. True. But, but being invisible for other reasons, definitely creep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice, enough. Yeah, true. Flight. You could get off on that. You could just say that, and that'd save you, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you it'd be good to be able to fly and go invisible as well, wouldn't it? That would that'd be pretty badass, yeah. That'd be yeah, that'd that... be like the double whammy. Flying, I'd, I'd pick flying. I think that'd yep. be cool. Yep. Um, if any gadget from a movie, whether it's a superhero movie or Men in Black or you know spy movies, existed, which one would you want to have? Any gadget? What's yeah. some cool yeah. gadgets? Um, shit. Back to the future. If you had that car, that'd be oh, all right. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, imagine the mistakes you could correct. Everyone would just think you're a legend, like when you're in real time, because you would have went back and just fixed everything. Yep. Would have fixed JFK getting shot. Would have fixed everything. Every yeah. year they would have got him to win the 09 Grand Final. Plus, you'd be a multi-billionaire because you can see. Uh, yeah, you can go into the future and yep. in. See horses winning, and oh, just be. <laughs> it'd be great. You'd know, you'd know if Parrot ever win a comp. You'd well, you know when, so then you'd know when to place your money on there as as yep. grand final winners yep. before the season starts. That's it. Yeah, paying a thousand bucks. Yeah, and then you'd be living in the Bahamas after that. Yeah, that's it. That'd be cool. Speaking of the Bahamas, what would be your dream vacation? Mate, funnily you're saying that. Bahamas would be awesome. Would I'd be. love to go over there and just lay on one of them hammocks and just smoke a big joint yep. and just be a, be a Jamaican for like 
<laughs> two weeks or something. Yeah, nice. That'd be pretty yeah, Just, just live like a Jamaican on the beautiful crystal clear water, just in one of them hammocks. Just a bit of music playing in the background and yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, Eating nice. seafood, fresh seafood. That'd be awesome. Yeah, nice. So thank you very much. All right, mate. And I'll